Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Finish Line. I am Gerard Connolly and I am bringing you a brand new podcast straight from Finish Line Physical Therapy. Today I will be joined by my co-host Faravis Laley and we're going to be talking about the fun OSR 30 that took place this past weekend. not only do we go over that race, we also just talk about some things going on in the New York City running community, and that is what this podcast will be all about. Everything running, everything endurance sports, and just, we're going to talk about a lot of things about how to help you live a better, healthier life in sport. We are a physical therapy clinic after all, and we have physical therapists on hand who are here to help you accomplish your goals heal your injuries, and prevent further injuries in the future. So please listen along to the following 30 plus minutes of podcast content where we go over Farah's race, future races, and anything else uh, that we think is fun and worth talking about. Tune in to future episodes of this podcast. It's going to be fun. We're going to try to get some good stuff out there. Let's get to it. Here we go, Farah and I talking about OSR 30. Here we go. Hello. Hello. Lo and behold, we are officially recording a episode, an episode of the Thoughts from the Finish Line podcast. Woohoo. I'm Gerard. I'm Farah. And we are members of the Finish Line Physical Therapy team in New York City. Farrah, why don't you tell us what you did this past weekend? Uh, sure. Uh, this past Saturday, I ran 30 miles. Why? Uh, was it just for fun? <laughs> or you felt like it? It or? was for fun, but it was also part of a race called the OSR 30, Orchard Street 30. It is a uh, roughly 30-mile unsanctioned race, meaning no roads are closed, um, you know, minimal support, really no support, uh, unless you include my fabulous bike escort sitting next to me here. Um, That's me. Yep. That's me. (laughs) Uh, And the way this particular unsanctioned race worked was we were given a series of checkpoints, six checkpoints, um, not including the start line and finish line, and we had to hit them all in order. take a photo once we got there text that in as proof that we were indeed in the right spot doing the right thing um and continue on and so uh really you could you know make your own course uh, in between checkpoints trying to you know minimize time distance what have you um and that worked out to about 30 miles uh i don't think anyone ran less than 30 uh definitely not less than 30 yeah there's definitely quite a few people ran more than 30 because uh i think in an ideal world it is supposed to be 30 but uh it, after all the checkpoints finding way around the city trying not to mess up dodging traffic and your gps probably not being totally accurate it ends up being more than 30 um so yeah that that's Farah's biggest accomplishment right now that is that is what we're going to talk about on the first episode of thoughts from the finish line and yeah she completed it she did a great job and i had a lot of fun uh escorting her around the city on my city bike i chose the city bike which was uh not not many there was only one other person that chose the city bike and i kind of think 
I, th- I think people would have done a better job if they had the city bike to begin with. It worked out. You know, I, I will say everyone was everyone was nervous about your choice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Nobody told that to me. Read the room. <laughs> everyone was like, oh, okay. Sit. All right. Like, do you want to borrow my bike? Like, people were literally like, you can borrow my bike. And you were like, no. Nah. Like, and it makes sense. You wanted to be comfortable. It was... You know, like it's it's a long day on a bike as well, but especially when you're, you know, creeping along trying to keep up with a runner. Not even keep up. That's not the right word, obviously. But There's points where I had to keep up. Don't worry. <laughs> Some of those hills are tougher on a bike. Okay. Fair enough. So, um, yeah. So, so people were questioning the choice beforehand, but I think, I mean, I think we determined it was definitely, it worked out well. I mean... One guy, so the, the bike escort for the woman who won, like his bike broke. And he, this was incredible. He strapped his bike to his back and rode a city bike at the point that it broke. I don't know like how far he had to do that. That was the but, first like, female. Yeah. That was Faye. Faye, yep. Faye's bike escort strapped his own bike to his back and rode a city bike by necessity because his, his bike broke. But like city bike, solid, you know? Yep. And, uh. Yeah, and just let let's just prove all all of my doubters wrong right here, right now, and end the conversation for for once and for all. Uh, I I'm just committed to that. It was a better choice, and a big reason for that was it had a basket, and the mm. basket was uh, <laughs> clutch. It was very clutch. We were putting things in and out of there all day, and only one thing fell out of it the whole time, and that was Farah's water bottle because uh, I saw a dirt mound and I wanted to jump it. And I jumped it, and it almost stayed in. It, it it almost stayed in, but it did fall out. So um, I'm sticking to the city bike. If I were to do this again, I'm doing the city bike again. Um, yeah. Even if it's somebody, like, running, like, five flat pace the whole time, I think I'd still give the city bike a try. <laughs> Does that mean I can pencil you in as my bike escort for next year? Or yes. uh, are you looking to do that five-minute pace? Cause... Well, I mean, I'm, you're going to do the five-minute <laughs> oh, pace. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> If, if all goes to plan. Yeah. For, for those listening, I am uh, Farah's uh, collaborator with, with her training. Uh, coach, s- coach collaborator. Some may call it coaching. Some may call it collaborating. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Farah's, what's your main goal right now? Uh, so, you know, what I'm actually quote unquote training for is the Boston Marathon in about two and a half short weeks. Um. They're getting so shorter by the day. That, <laughs> that's the, in theory, that was the, the goal, you know, going into this training cycle. Um, and I think a lot of people would question then why I decided to do a 30-mile race three weeks before Boston. Um, but that's kind of just what I do. <laughs> I make questionable decisions that I know are good for me and may not be for everyone but um I knew that you know my Boston training and it's not the training necessarily it's like the amount of training that I would really have to do to to like crush a PR it just wasn't going to be that kind of race um or it won't be that kind of race Boston so I knew I could go into this without you know without it being detrimental to my Boston training yeah and you're somebody who enjoys running because it's fun to you 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 like the community aspect of it, mm-hmm. you like just the the race atmosphere and and what all that has to to offer you and that the memory that that it gives you. So, at the end of the day, like yeah, racing fast and setting PRs is very fun, but uh, also like 
just the experience is fun in itself. So yeah. uh, I think as long as you're generally fit and you're, you're ready to take on the task, then you might as well try to accomplish both at the same time. Uh, and then maybe in the fall, try to not do a 30-mile yeah. race before your next <laughs> marathon. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm not making any promises. You well, know, something interesting pops up on the calendar. What was the, what was the one that you said you signed up for? Um, I am registered for 100K in June. Okay. Uh, it's the Great New York 100. It is also in New York City. This seems to be my niche, these urban ultras. Um, Where exactly is it? All over. I mean, so it's, it's, uh, it's 100 miles and 100 kilometers. You choose which one you're going to do when you sign up, and I am you know, not at that level of insanity yet that I want to run 100 miles around the city of New York, but I will attempt 100K, um, which is about 62 miles. And, and it's in New York City. It's in New York City. It starts, I believe it starts and ends in Times Square, but then you go through like every borough, well, probably not Staten Island. I ha- I'm I'm very ill-prepared for this thing coming up in 11 weeks now, <laughs> so I should probably look at the actual course, but... The 100K ends in Queens, so I think it will hit Brooklyn and end in Queens. Maybe the Bronx also. I, I really... It sounds... I can't speak to it as well. Do you well need a bike I, escort? Um, I think I think more than anything, I need like people to jump in with me on foot. Okay. I don't think there is but a... But there's no rules saying you need a bike escort. I don't think so. I should probably look this up. Yeah. I should, <laughs> I should okay. be better I'm, prepared. Currently, I'm feeling a little less motivated to bike... 100k yeah yeah don't worry i'm not i'm not asking i will um i'll figure it out (laughs) are you doing the you are you thinking about doing the trials of miles george washington bridge i don't know about this one you know know about this one no tell me more hold on let me pull it up my phone so i have accurate details here uh yeah it's the david kilgore racing Oh, maybe Ultra. I saw something about this a while ago. They haven't been posting too much about it, but it's definitely a thing. It's 50 miles. See, that's, it's a long day. 50 miles is a long H- Hudson, day. Hudson River 50, New York City's ultra trail race. Oh, trail race. Um, yeah, I think it's the trails. Is it? So you go over, you go over the George Washington Bridge. Oh, and the Bridge, other. Those and, trails are brutal. It's so and hilly. And you go, you go north after the bridge on on the jersey like side. palisades mm-hmm. it's so it's i've on run the there before side. yeah yeah i've run there before um we used and to I, do i think it runs. finishes starts and finishes in new york city i think okay. actually no i i'm incorrect about that i definitely saw the map and it definitely starts somewhere else i don't know about that <laughs> uh i'm very intrigued by trails i haven't i have very limited experience um you know we did that that uh, trail run with Brooklyn Track Club up in New Row, and that was a ton of fun. And I really want to do more of that, but I have. But that was because it was like six miles. You, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I ran. I ran seven miles um, that day, and it was a flat trail. It wasn't, you know. And I know from running over there in the Palisades area on the other side of the bridge that it's just brutal. Like those hills are bad. Are they? So. I, I think, but it's it's been years. They're tough or they're bad? Because <laughs> sometimes top trails are, are quote-unquote good. Well, so I've only run, like, on the road. Like, I'm there must be, like, trails alongside the road. I've only run, like, on the pavement, but it's, like, you're, like, still kind of, like, in the woods. You're, like, right along the water. Um, you, like, come over the bridge, and then you run down this big hill, and then you make a left turn. Uh, and 
I just all my memories of that are, are just being like the toughest, the toughest days. Like super fun, you know, so nice to get out of the city, even just a little bit. But um, yeah, that sounds that's like a little intimidating to me. Okay, all right, it is possible to intimidate Vera. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, well, then, if anybody who is thinking about doing this race now you have a somewhat course experienced person who has has run those trails. Because uh, I didn't know I didn't know anything about the trails. I I'm, saw one picture of the trails, and they made it look really flat and really smooth. Yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm assuming that's not it. I'm like maybe guessing about what you're talking about. I could be wrong. I could be like like it could be a slightly different section of that area of New Jersey. Um, so don't hold me to that. And also, I'll just put out there oh, that I'm like here, here's the course map. Okay, all right, let's see. Oh, this is like a cartoon. Yeah, but you get you get the <laughs> gist of where it is. Okay, start, finish. I wonder, I wonder if, no, we do go north. Unless I've always gone, I'm trying to think what happens when we get over the bridge. Maybe I've only gone south. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Oh. South instead of north. But I really, I don't know. We should just go there. We should just go check it out. Not for the race. I'm not doing it. No, I mean like for. Fun. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go run the trails, but I will not sign up for the Hudson Rifter fifty. <laughs> that is that is beyond my my maximum amount of distance that I've ever. It's fifty miles, not fifty k. Fifty miles. Fifty yeah. miles. Yeah. See, I don't know. It's a big. It's a big ask. It's a long. That's a long day. Yeah. At, not that like a hundred k won't be. Fun fact is that Farah completed the fifty miler. December. In December. December, and, early December. And that was that was pretty soon after completing two marathons in the fall. So I was trained, you know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> sort you, of. You, sort of. <laughs> uh, all right, I want to shift gears a little bit and get more into just having a discussion about what we like originally planned to talk about more is just, just the type of race that OSR is and other types of races mm-hmm. and like how they differ from normal racing and what, what they mean to people. Hmm. So... I, I basically what I mean is OSR generally hosts orchard treat runners they host unsanctioned races where there's no timing company the road the roads are not shut down there's no official course markers there's you know the, the course is not certified the only thing is that there is really is that Joe who's usually the the race director for these OSR races tells you where to go and where to finish and you have to get there and come back and uh, whoever gets back first wins after following the rules and uh, yeah it's it's different it adds a different spin mm-hmm. to it adds a different challenge there's a lot of logistics involved in that because you know the, the big challenge of, of race directing is logistics handling logistics coordinating road closures and everything but when you're putting some of those logistics on the runner themselves it it makes makes it uh, a lot to think about and i don't know about you but i can't think too well when i'm tired from running yeah you you have to kind of do your thinking beforehand yeah (laughs) as much as you can and it's not always easy i've done one other no two other osr races actually um and one was the the osr 10k i did that one in 2019 it was like September, I think, um, and then one of the uh, breadroot runs, which was—is that even a—is that considered a race or is it just a run on a specific? Um, I mean, I think there are winners. Like, I wasn't trying to be one, but there were. <laughs> I okay. think there were winners. 
Um, but that one was that was different. So like the 10K had checkpoints. The 10K had four checkpoints. And actually in that case, you, I don't even think you had to go in a specific order. You just had to hit them all. And then the start and the finish line take picture? were the same. No, you were actually, there were people stationed at the checkpoints. You okay. were carrying around this like little slip of paper and they would mark it. Mm. Um, so it's a little bit different checkpoint situation. Um, the bread route was no no checkpoints, just a start line and a finish line, and however you want to get there. And it was basically just a, an excuse to uh, like run through the middle of Manhattan, Times Square, uh, at like one o'clock in the morning. That one was a late night. I think it started at I think it started at one, maybe one a.m. to something like that. Mm. It was the middle of the night, um, which was cool. That had its own kind of you know appeal to it. Um, and then there's the midnight half too. Right, the midnight half. I think which is one of the bigger ones that they do. Yeah, that's got Nike involved. Oh. I think, or it did previously. Um, so that's a big deal, and that is, I think, name dropping they... Nike. Oh, should I not do that? No, I mean, I'm <laughs> saying like they're able to name drop Nike. Yeah, yeah. Like just just say their name and like probably get like 15 more signups immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would I would do the midnight half. That seems fun. Like just anything that's sort of like out of the ordinary is what appeals to me. Um, I think for I don't know. There, there's definitely like a vibe to these unsanctioned these OSR races, and I think a lot of it is like I don't know. How I mean, to... it fits your it fits an aspect of your personality where you kind of just say screw it a little bit. Like, yeah. I mean, you're doing a thirty mile race three weeks before the Boston Marathon, and some people's life goal is to qualify for the Boston Marathon and put all their bread in that one basket and then mm-hmm. some people say oh that's cool I qualify for the Boston Marathon that doesn't mean <laughs> the world to me so I think I'll just do something else to make it more fun well and I don't want to I don't want to like belittle Boston no no, uh, no, no, no you know I worked very hard to qualify and uh and that is special to me um but like but it was the qualifying that was the special part not mm-hmm. like you know um, and just, just like accomplishing that in particular, something which I like didn't, I had never, like my former running self would not have imagined trying to qualify for like even trying. Um, so when I decided to, that was like a huge, a huge. Decided to try. Yeah. When I decided to try, that was big. <laughs> um, so Boston definitely is very special and has its place, but it's not like precious to me in that way where I'm like, oh. I might, I might mess it up. Like, I might. And you know what? Like, I want to do this fun thing. Yeah. Anyway. And, so. and, and I think that's uh, kind of a, 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 like, something that I try to do more with my running now than I used to. Uh, just as a little background, I competed in track and cross country all through high school, all through college. And I've always generally took it pretty seriously. Always had goals of qualifying for meets, qualifying for races, and breaking certain time goals and uh always putting those those goals on a pedestal Uh, but the past like two years i guess covid has kind of taught me a little bit about just like what why am i actually doing this like what do i get out of racing what what is like the experience that i'm getting and i started to realize that racing in itself is just is just fun competing against people is fun like feeling that that sense of exhilaration when you're in the starting line throughout the race and then when you finally finish the race it's it's like a true thrill it's like it feels like a roller coaster almost mm-hmm. uh so when you kind of like you know it's good to have goals but also when you start to realize like what you're getting out of chasing those goals uh you, you can change your priorities a little bit 
and uh, sometimes the priorities is simply the thrill in itself and only the thrill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that's for me why the OSR races are particularly appealing because I'm I've been I wasn't I didn't come to running you know as a youth I hated it I like came in last place during like presidential mile I was like crying and wheezing and like you frowned upon people like me who joined track I did not understand it I did not understand (laughs) I thought running was the worst thing in the world Uh, like all I was always athletic all the sports I played I just chose like the positions or the parts of the sport that required the least amount of running so like I played softball we just had to run around the bases like that was fine you know I played soccer but I played you know defense fullback like not a whole lot of running like do not put me in midfield no thank you so I didn't start like running actually distance running until I was an adult after college um and so it was never like a competitive thing for me like you know I'm not uh naturally gifted like I've worked very hard to become faster and and um you know it's not it's not innate for me like in the same way it is for people who do it throughout high school and college uh so these osr races where you get that like sort of extra thrill that's because if i go out and i do a marathon i'm not like okay like try to try to win like yeah. <laughs> and i'm not trying to win with the osr races either because they attract like really fast people um but, but it's more just like leading a race that requires you to take pictures of seven different <laughs> checkpoints that you don't really know where they are around a city of eight million people mm-hmm. and uh, like in a course that isn't even like a course it's just like find your way uh completing that versus completing a race that's sanctioned and has all these like logistics figured right. out for you is, is is a whole another accomplishment in itself just just to figure out how to even do yeah. a 30 mile race and like, just like oh like, like a wild thrill like yeah. i'm kind of a, like a bit of a dre- an adrenaline junkie um in some ways and so i don't i don't get the sort of like adrenaline rush you get from doing like a normal race but i like that this provides that for me like it's it's nice it's nice to get that little little boost yeah um, and uh I'll, I'll even use this as a segue to bring up another unsanctioned uh race hosting organization if you will uh so i i used to work at a running store called Saville running company and uh during the pandemic we were putting on some of these races we we did a, a five race series of it was called the fall segment series where each weekend you had to kind of figure out a a certain segment on Strava that you had to try your best to complete and score amongst everybody else uh which was fun it was it was actually like the most out of all unsanctioned races it's probably the most similar to normal racing as you got but uh the one I do want to talk about is the 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 SRC FKT challenge so uh basically there's Sable Running Company and there's Smithtown Running Company. Sable is on the south shore of Long Island. Smithtown is on the north shore of Long Island. And uh, we came up with the idea of who can set the FKT between the two stores. FKT stands for fastest known time. And there was no route. You, you can go whichever way you want. You just had to get between one store to the other store as fast as possible. And this took place throughout all of July 2020. And... Uh, yeah, you, you had whenever you wanted to do it. And most people did it at night because it wasn't humid and there was less cars on the road. And uh, yeah, I, I did mine at like, I think I started at like 10.45 p.m. And 
it was honestly like looking back I'm like I can't believe I did that because it was a little dangerous like <laughs> yeah because yeah, we're talking about Long Island like you're running between two towns it's like suburban but also like, like major major roads yeah like you had the cross Jericho Turnpike uh so 25 yeah 347 uh you had to go under the Long Island Expressway which <laughs> those intersections like even though you're going under it those intersections are tricky uh there's Vets Highway Sunrise Highway, and uh, I think those are the big ones, but either way, sketchy. Those are all, like, really major roads. (laughs) Yeah. And you definitely need luck on your side, too, because if you catch a green light, it's like, it feels Mm -hmm. like you just dodged death because you kind of just did. But, uh, yeah, basically, I I know what you're saying. Like, completing that race, like, successfully was, like, a whole nother sense of accomplishment than any, like, time I could have gotten or any place I could have gotten. Like, just the fact that I figured it out, I set a route, I, like, figured out my nutrition prop because there's 11 miles about that I ran so yeah. I needed nutrition uh and yeah it, it's it's a fun sense of accomplishment to complete a, an unsanctioned race like that did you did you win do you have the fastest known time nope. no you know who does no I think you do Brendan Martin yeah ah yeah, I had our the own fastest, Brendan Martin I had the fastest known time <laughs> for like 80 percent of July and then on the last night with like an hour to go but ah. I got it <laughs> last minute FKT go figure yep yeah yeah but it is I mean it is a thrill right like it's I don't know it's just fun it's just fun so how do we compare so so how do we compare the inclusivity inclusive inclusivity inclusivity of a normal sanction race versus the inclusivity of an OSR race or other unsanctioned races. Do you, well, I mean, so look, they, they put out this, this there's a, a vibe or a, like, you know, if you're just following them on Instagram, like there's definitely this sort of like attitude um, that you sort of, you know, you pick up on. Like it's a it, lot of... It's easy to be intimidated, you think? I do. I was super, I was intimidated before I did the 10K. Like my goal for the 10K, that was the first OSR race I did was don't come in last. Because I was like, and I was, I was like peak fitness. Like I was running faster than I've ever run at that time in my life and was just like, okay, you're you're probably going to be like the slowest one there. Like don't come in last. And like, you know, that's not, that's not nice. Like to, to feel that. Well, way. how how close did you actually come to being last? Um, I mean, I was definitely towards the end, but I was not last. Um, but like, I don't know. I just I almost feel like it was like messed up that that was my goal, and that was because of the sort of like vibe I was picking up on. Where like, um, so I mean, to answer your question, like it, it doesn't the vibe doesn't feel super inclusive, um, and I think that's unfortunate because in reality, it's definitely. It is, you know, it's not, it's not. Like, in a way, it's more inclusive than, than like sanction races. If you think about it, like, you know, obviously the New York City Marathon, like, there's so much focus around first American, first place, right? First New York Roadrunners member, uh, and then after that, it's, and then we had sixty thousand people, and it's right. like, okay, like, but like, what about the sixty thousand? Like, <laughs> yeah, and this is more just like, okay, anyone who has like a screw loose in their head, come on out. Yep. <laughs> So and it's and they 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 seem to enjoy the stories behind most people with the screw loose. Yeah, yeah. So I do wish. I mean, I hope uh, if anyone if anyone out there is considering one of these races and feels intimidating, like do it. Sign up. Like they're so fun. They everyone is super nice. It's like such a community too. Um, again, because you're with people who are like 
you know, also just a little bit crazy like you, like in the same way that you are. And so it's all good vibes. Um, you know, it's, I wish like, so I, I don't know the the 30 was so interesting because I mean, there were two, there were two of us, two women signed up, like 20 people total, I think, and only two women. And it's like, that's a shame. I mean, yay, automatic second place <laughs> for me, but, um, you know, like, especially when you get into these ultra distances, like that's actually like ultras are made for women. Like that's where we thrive. Um, if you're into that kind of thing. And so I do, you know, yeah, the longer distances, like the longer the distance, the closer the gap between men and women becomes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, then, you know, the longer you go, it just, that gap totally disappears. Okay. 30 miles is not that long. Relatively speaking, it's only a few miles longer than a marathon. If but you think 30 miles sounds long, then there are, there, in fact, there are people out there that do 100-mile races oh, yeah. and beyond. Uh, but yep. that's we'll talk about those races another day <laughs> when, when Ferris signs up for one of those races. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do the, the 100K first, and then we'll see. Um, so, yeah, so I don't know. I just, I just wish it, I wish it seemed more inclusive than... It does because it is. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say. I guess. Because it, I I think uh, it is appealing and um, like the concept of of running a, f- a fun, interesting, unique race like that. And uh, there is a lot of memories to be to, to be created from that kind of experience. There's a lot of uh, you know good energy and, and and happy feelings to be brought about from that kind of experience. And uh, so much of that experience and those feelings come from not the time on your watch but just like the adventure that you're taking Mm -hmm. uh which is yeah like i said before that's just uh what i've kind of tried to learn more about my own running and tried to appreciate more about my own running because yeah it's it's very stressful if you're only worrying about what your watch says oh my gosh yeah it's not not really that fun yeah i mean try running without your watch sometimes yeah, that's crazy. See how that goes. That's a know. whole I, vibe. I think I need. I think I need to post on Strava with my run being at exactly six fifty nine pace, or else I can't post it. I, I didn't run that day. Uh, you know what I do now with my watch is I turned off auto lap. I turn I turn off auto lap for races. Yeah. I do my own splits for for like long races, and I, I tur- so I turned it off for the marathons I did in the fall, and then I just never turned it back on. And like, it feels nice. It's so much better. I really recommend everyone just try it it's It's, like you're not constantly staring looking down at every beep you know it's like it really is i i i went like a whole year without auto lap on and i don't know i I think i've gotten to the point where i've like taught myself to make the mile splits pretty irrelevant to me Mm -hmm. i I, i've because i used to stress about like oh like why am i not progressing through this run i should be each mile should be faster but now i'm at the point where it's like if my fifth mile is my slowest mile and then I don't get faster from there like I don't care right um but yeah I it does like when you do turn it off sometimes because I still do it every now and then it, it's like a physical feeling of like the run just being completely different it's, you're like lighter it, yeah you're lighter yeah. I, I I did a run too where I had my watch on kilometers uh, a couple weeks oh, ago that's fun. and it, it was I actually I felt like I was in like a different body because I was trying to figure out like different splits and I was like I don't even know who I am I don't know where I am I, this I did I take something before this like, but it's it's just weird like 
how mental running is uh, and th- and that that is definitely one thing that goes to show for that it's all mental man yeah 100 percent. Mm-hmm. 100 percent. yeah yeah i think that's actually part of why i enjoyed my first berlin marathon years ago so much was the kilometers i was like oh, i don't know this you turned oh because they had kilometer splits it's, yeah yeah everything was kilometers on the course um and then you had like the halfway mark but that's it you didn't really have miles and so i was you know yeah you even... flying blind and like pretty into it like oh i went through 21k in two yeah. hours or they, whatever they go hour. like who even knows what yeah that means. they go they go by a lot faster i mean well, actually 21k is half but, but yeah 21 21.1 i guess is half mm-hmm. um so yeah it's it's it brings some some lightness to running switch it up yeah i don't even know how we got to that topic but i think that's my fault that's okay I took a tangent a tangent that's what podcasts are for is tangents that's uh and and we'll definitely be going through a lot of tangents i'm sure if we record more of these Mm -hmm. so another episode that we were thinking of recording soon is an episode about the difference between track and road racing and farah is is a essentially a professional road racer at this point (laughs) minus the part of being paid uh, a salary to run on the roads right um but she she handles herself professionally in her road racing endeavors <laughs> and then i i partake in a lot of track and field uh, track races during track and field meets so there, there's there's a lot to discuss there between the difference farah you, you grew up not racing i'm i'm a track doing... noob i know nothing like as i mentioned before i i you just know that tracks are places to run circles i know i know it's a sport i know that like in school at least where i grew up you know you had cross country in the fall and you had track in the spring and you know there were events that took place on the track and that's it that's all i got big sticks and discs and pointy things Uh and things jumping over and And i know from the olympics and that like you can run these distance races on the track 5k 10k and that kind of like you know blows my mind a little bit um as much as i do legitimately love running in circles so i'm personally very uh curious about this world and my goal for the next couple weeks is uh so speaking of unsanctioned racing there is another unsanctioned racing race hosting organization known as east river 5000 uh they they're hosting an Ekaden Relay this weekend. They, they've hosted races before. And uh, in a couple weeks, they're hosting a 5K on the track. And my goal is to get Farrah to sign up for this 5K. I, I, I do think it's possible. She doesn't sound totally opposed to it. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk off the record more. And, and I, I don't know. I, I feel good about this. I think I need a little uh, taste of my own advice. Because right now I'm I am completely intimidated about like running a 5K on a track with a bunch of fast people, and feeling yeah, like you, I'm gonna listen be to last. listen to <laughs> whatever year you ran your first yeah. at the, the OSR 10K. Listen to that, Farah. Yeah, Farah yeah. was was very pleased to have taken taken the the leap of faith and pushed yourself out of it's the comfort true. zone. It's true. I'm never I'm never upset about these questionable decisions. In the end. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll leave it open. We'll open for debate, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll talk about that that uh, event more on our next episode. We'll talk about the difference between track and road racing on our next episode. Um, Don't want to don't want to use up all of our ideas in the first episode because 
we don't have a ton right now, but <laughs> we're, we're trying to make more. I don't know. Do we have anything else we wanted to talk about today? Um, I mean, I, I got to go. <laughs> True. Yeah, so we do if we go. do, we can, we can, we're um, on the clock to right be now. continued. We can resume. Um, we can always, we can always say more another time. Yeah. Fix it in post, so to speak. Oh, what? Fix it in post. Like, we'll say more, we'll edit. We'll do, oh, yeah, you know. we'll cut out this whole portion of the conversation. <laughs> right, exactly. And be like, we never even knew this, this was going to end. didn't happen. Um, I, I mean, mean, yeah, we're 36 yeah. minutes in right now. I think I think we got some good material. Yeah. Um, I, well, if you're listening to this, uh, let us know how you liked it. Uh, yeah. It, it, be like honest. I said, yeah, be honest. Like, we know that the last thing you know new york city needs is like another podcast about running but uh at least you know. now it's coming from your friends over <laughs> at finish line who are, are pretty transparent and genuine and at least we like to think we are and we also i think we have here a, we for, have a unique perspective yeah um working at a physical therapy clinic that you know caters to to runners to endurance athletes um i don't know i think we i think we got a special thing here and hopefully y'all appreciate it yeah um yeah, let us know. We'll we'll try to get some more episodes coming out soon. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Thank you very much for listening and tune in next time. <laughs>